Oh. <laughs> what was that? Hey, everybody. It's TVU Thursday. Yeah. And today, we got a special guest in the studio because we got our technical difficulties situated. Ooh. <laughs> and together. And together. Mm-hmm. We have my mom in the studio. Yay. What's up, everybody? Thunder's applause. Thunder's applause. And she's going to be talking about Anger Me Not today. But we wanted to start it off. Well, are y'all okay today? Are you having a good day? I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, good. Okay. Yeah. Um. So for today's intro, as uh last week's after last week's episode, we got a DM from my mom (laughs) (laughs) saying that she had a lot of thoughts on the last episode and she was gonna email it in, but we're like, hey, you're coming on the show anyway. You might as well express it. Right now. There was a lot. There was a lot. Last week's show was another one of great ones. So first, <laughs> oh, first of you. all, thank you guys for having me here. Thank, thank you. you for having me on the show. No problem. I appreciate it. Um, so in reference to last week, so the, um, the comments that I had on forgiveness, mm-hmm. you know, people say, oh, forgiveness is for you. <laughs> And, um, yeah, it's for you. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's really for you to keep me from choking the shit out you. (laughs) Really. (laughs) It is for you to keep me from really, like, being the person I'm trying to grow from being. Like, I've been that person. I don't want to be that person in this situation. Mm. I want my growth to show. So the Mm. forgiveness is really about the fact that I'm not where I used to be, and I won't let you pull me back to that place. Mm. Mm. But I will snatch you from the pulpit to the parking lot. (laughs) (laughs) And trust and believe, if you cross me the right way, it's going down. Because when someone really does harm to you, I don't care how old you get. It's still a situation where it becomes, it's not about what they did always. It's about, it's the principle. Mm -hmm. Like, like, for real? For real. (laughs) Mm. To me, for real, to me, right? You know, I don't have two minutes to send, so to me, you doing that, (laughs) okay? So that's my my whole thing on forgiveness. Like, I'm not forgiving Jack Spratt, Jack Um, Spratt, no, not doing it, Mm. not forgiving. Mm. I mean, you know, this is the deal, I can forgive you. But I'll never forget what you did. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. is two different things. Because you can say, do you forgive a person for doing what they did? Okay, they've grown from who they were too. But um, forgiving someone has nothing to, to me, it's okay to forgive them. But when you forget it, you make the same mistakes over and over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You put yourself in the same position to be messed over like the last person did or be hurt by that person. If you learn from it, you go, okay, what can I take from this situation? So you take the good from it and then you say, okay, so I'm never going to forget what you did from moving forward. I'm not, can I I cuss? Yeah. 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 (laughs) Moving forward, not fucking with you. Uh That's basically, (laughs) that's, that's, that's the truth to it. Like we can, we can be in the same circles, but I'm the kind of person that doesn't live in the gray matter. Mm-hmm. It's either mm-hmm. black or white. And so if I don't like you, I let you know I don't like you. And then I don't deal with you no more. Mm-hmm. I don't tee in your face and ha-ha, she-she and all that going on. And whenever I stay behind your back, I'll stay to your face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's never a question if I like a person. But if I 
when it comes to forgiveness, I can forgive, yes, but forget, uh, no, nah, I'm like an elephant. Mm-hmm. I'm good. I'm going to always remember what you did, how you crossed me. And it's so funny how people always feel so entitled to your time because they're waiting on you to forgive them so they can start acting like they used to be with right. you. Yep. And they get real sidetracked whenever you're still acting a little funny. Like, well, didn't you forgive me? Of course I did. <laughs> now I mean, I'm a... Trying to get back into your life. I'm yeah, like, oh, okay. you can stop. Give me my ball. I want to go home. <laughs> I don't want to play anymore. We good. I quit school because recess. <laughs> so, no. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. I'm not playing these games. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, on that note, is that it? Or did you have more? You said you had like a oh, lot. I of wanted stuff. to talk about the other. The, okay, so I had some mm-hmm. points about the whole um, Geiger. Oh, yeah. Um, Because some of the points that maybe that wasn't talked about last week was the fact that don't you think it's a bit strange that she's in the same apartment building that he lives in? She knows that apartment building. Yet on this day, she mistakenly thinks it's her apartment. Is it possible that they had a thing going? Mm. And there, and this was a whole about a vendetta thing, or mm. her trying to get back at him. So maybe she didn't mean to kill him, but she damn sure meant to shoot him. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh they might have had a thing going. Yes, and then um, for the brother to be as forgiven as he was, I really think it's going to end up. You'll probably never find out, but I think it's going to end up being that they offered them their citizenships because mm-hmm. I don't think that they're from the United States. Mm. And so, if you let her get this small amount of time, mm-hmm. ten years, she'll do five. She's already done some. She'll do a year and a half. You know, whatever that it is. Then we will give you your citizenship to the, in the United States. Mm-hmm. But you got to sell this whole thing. You got to make it work. And then I'm not sure if someone brought it up last week. I can't remember. But um, the judge coming down off the bench, what she like she did, was completely, totally. Out of line. Mm-hmm. Yes. It was unorth. It was un- it was um, unethical mm-hmm. what she did, and yep. it showed bias because yep. technically she is the you know how when you become a police officer that you know you're blue now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's she's on the same umbrella as the blue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so yep. she now has set this thing up where it, it the case can be thrown out and mm-hmm. retried, and then she can get less time. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, because yeah, she can mm-hmm. appeal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And she can. Say, she has a perfect mm-hmm. grounds for appeals right now. Yep. And the judge, they were saying that the and judge in the past had been endorsed by this police department. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's like she already had a standing relationship with it. So there is bias there. She should have removed herself from the case initially, yes. and mm-hmm. she didn't. And they have. If I wasn't, if I was his attorney, her attorney, I would have the case thrown out. Mm-hmm. While y'all y'all in hug mode and shit, I would <laughs> have the whole thing thrown out, right, and now, my client would get less again. time. Let's right. do it all over again. Let's mm-hmm. go. And That's now that now that and see, this is the thing. Once you show that to the to society, now everybody's like, oh, oh, so sweet. Exactly. And now you you're gonna yes. Mm-hmm. So now you're not gonna get a, an, an impartial uh, jury. Mm-hmm. Because it's tent, it basically is tainted, and yeah. everyone has a forethought on it now in a whole different way. So, in my opinion, it's it's she needs to be reprimanded. I don't give a damn about her being black, um, because if we have a civil duty to do jury duty and we can't get, out, we shouldn't want to get out of it as voters and as a person that wants to have a voice, especially when it's us that's sitting on the at the table of the defense most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, 
when we sit there and we have a judge that is black, you think, okay, well, she's black. Good. Well, Mm -hmm. that's not always true. Mm -hmm. And this is a great example that because she's black didn't mean Jack Spratt. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because it ended up being, yeah, she's black. And yet do you see her? Hugging someone. Yes. Giving a a Bible. Bible. I mean, but he could have, she could have done that to the side. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. But it was like, it was purposely done so that the world could see this. Mm -hmm. Like, why are you doing that? I can see her coming out with a book very soon. Mm -hmm. Very Mm -hmm. soon. It'll be the case that changed my life. (laughs) You know, (laughs) the highlight of my career. Not a career. Uh, mm. See now that everybody want to be famous. Everybody yes. be famous. Yes, they do. You do one thing, and I'm famous. She said, "This being a judge thing." This it's the Kardashians' fault that everyone mm-hmm. wants Ooh, to be famous. This judge thing. No, this little judge thing. This ain't. This ain't. I need some more streams of revenue. Okay. okay. She does know that there are yes. other judge shows out there, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. We don't need another one. We don't, <laughs> especially from her. Mm-hmm. Well, shame. Do y'all want to move on? To the word of the day segment, Ooh, Nika. Yes. What's our word of the day today? Oh God, she laughing. <laughs> Wango. <laughs> Wango, like Wango Jango. Wango Tango. No Wango. Uh, <laughs> no. Can't wait with it. You know. Um. Wango. No Wango. W a n g l e. It's a verb. Mm-hmm. It means to achieve something by means of trickery or devious methods. Mm. <laughs> so like you wangled your way into something. Okay, yeah. Right. Yeah, see? I got a sentence. It's not like last okay. week. Uh, <laughs> last week? Oh, that was hot. That was okay. hot. That I, was hot. I was listening, cracking up. I was like, we were struggling. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to go. You want to go? I want to go. I don't want to go. You want to go? And I think I think we even cut out some of our process of trying to figure we out. Did. It took we so did. Long. It took a long. Y'all don't even know. Y'all don't even know. Like a lot of time got cut out of that, so we wouldn't sound oh, as, dumb. as bad. <laughs> Do they know how to speak? I thought it was an easy <laughs> word, but it wasn't. So. It was <laughs> Stumped. Stumped. Like okay. a tree. You okay. challenged my um, vocabulary with that one. I was like, uh, what? Yes. <laughs> What's oh. the sentence? Uh, the sentence that was given is, if anyone could have dreamed up an unlikely idea like the wooden horse and wangled his way into Troy, he would have. What? what? Mm. I don't know. You that know sucks. they sentences don't be... What wang- wooden horse? What dictionary was that in? The Is that com? My little app. Oh, <laughs> so nineteen. The my 1800s. little appy. <laughs> oh, I can't. So who's got a sentence for me? Okay. Oh, so. the Trojans did it. Wangle. They Thank wangled. You your Thank you. Thank you. Hey. <laughs> We got studio audience. Today. We do. We have a studio audience. Okay, listen. My sister's here. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Okay. Um. It's in case you're wondering which sister that it is. It's the one that's in Cosmopolitan, <laughs> oh. page forty-five. Five. Five. Yes. yes. Okay. Forty-five. I have the issue downstairs. Who wants to see it? Three of them. Mm. <laughs> Simple as that. Wango. Wango. Donald Trump wangled his way into the office. Ooh. Ooh. Lovely. Bam. Wangle. Beautiful. Bam, wangle, go. Okay. Men often wangle themselves into situations with women. Mm. Ooh, wangle. Wangle. I wish I could wangle my way into getting the lotto numbers. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, really, though? Bam, okay. That'd be the ultimate A lot of uh, <laughs> white parents wangled their way into the education system. Oh, <laughs> yeah. The education system <laughs> okay. was built. 
on for the white <laughs> yes it was on Felicity, Felicity, Felicity. Said, 15 right. days <laughs> I guess I'll start my days today yeah, yeah. <laughs> how much is it gonna cost to get them into the school oh my god wakes up next day. okay so listen we have to buy their way well we can we can buy a building we can buy right. a building yes right. Right. we can get two generations in legacy and then a little bit more, we can buy. A, I'm like, oh my god, really? That's how people handle things. Yeah, now you know, now you know why USC is like 18 blocks. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah. Listen. All brand new buildings. Mm-hmm. I can't. So nice. I know how my university had so much technology, and just seeing how many names were on different buildings, I'm mm-hmm. like, oh my goodness, mm-hmm. building, building, and building. And then whenever you see someone at the school who has the same last name, it's kind of like, mm-hmm. really? I know why you're here. Oh, nice. That's your what's your you, name again? You have your generational <laughs> college. What? Oh, cool. Right. Oh, no, yeah, it's cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to wangle our way into yeah. the next segment. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to pay some things to Wangle these, huh? Yes. <laughs> anybody, you know? anybody have anything specific to pay desk this week that they've been waiting to pay desk for? Um, is there anything dust. to pay dust? Say, excuse me. Oh. I'm paying dust. White people. It's not hard. It is say, not hard. Me. They it's do not, not move hard. The they just walk right into your path. Mm-hmm. They walk in your way. And then they get stumped whenever they realize I'm not moving. Mm. I'm going the same direction. I'm not wavering my path for you. No, I'm no mm. longer doing it. It's funny how, like, when you start doing that, you realize how many people you bump into because mm-hmm. they expect mm-hmm. you to move out of their way first. And I'm not moving. Times. It happened, and I was like, you know what? They'll move out of each other's way, though. White people, oh, yeah. White move out of white people's sorry. way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hi, kids. Right. <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. so sorry, Catherine. <laughs> Catherine. That's Catherine. what I'm paying. I'm going to start walking wide leg around white people just trip them on an accident. <laughs> 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 but I will say, excuse me. Okay, Ooh, right. at least I said it. I got right. manners, okay? Um, What am I paying this? Oh, my gosh. I'm paying this to how much money I had to put into gas. Oh. I don't know what's going on. 419, 409, 415. 425, you know, 435. It's just a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. Four. I don't, lo- <laughs> I don't deserve this. I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything to the oil or the gas <laughs> or the uh, oil gas people. I don't understand why I gotta pay. <laughs> oh, four fifteen for some gas. I know I haven't been seeing the gas prices, and I've been really. Yes. Once you see them start to really rise, you're like, yes. I don't really need to go here today. <laughs> Although right. I want to, mm-hmm. and I wish I had the freedom to, and I technically could if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. We're not doing that because <laughs> then it starts to add up. You're like, okay, exactly. A little here, and then you're realizing that that little was gone already, and it's only been a day or two, and you're like, oh my god. I gotta put gas back in this car, and I got a truck. Oh my gosh! Exactly. So that truck. I'm, I'm like my mom. My mom says she'll never put more than twenty dollars of gas in the car one time. She had a big old <laughs> truck, and she will not put more than twenty dollars in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't care how far it takes her. She runs yep. out of gas all the time. She really does, honestly. That's so funny. I want to pay it just to. Southern California Edison and this new <laughs> BS bill I'm situation going on. We were on the phone where at the they house for a minute with them. Where one company supplies the electricity and Southern California Edison you 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 use their equipment to get it, but it's supplied by another company. Like what? Like a third party? Uh, yeah. yeah. Like Why? I've had Southern California Edison since I was 17 years old and why are you changing it now? It's called some green 
energy it's BS like to the power upper power of something or another. Heck? Hey, yeah. Like, a, like if you open up your your SCE Edison bill. bill right now, you're going to see it's going to be two different account numbers unless you opted out or whatever. Mm. Did they give you a not? Did they let you know that any of this was they happening? Said they, they said they did in February, notices. but <laughs> I told them, I said, you know, one thing about the U.S. mail is that it's, a, it's an assumption that someone receives it. Mm-hmm. You don't mm-hmm. get, to, it's not a guarantee unless you send it where you get a receipt. Mm-hmm. So I'm telling you, we I didn't get it. everybody mail. It's so weird. <sighs> we get everybody's mail. But yeah, it's as simple as a phone call. Tell me, and they have call oh centers, people calling, Thank being you. like, "This is gonna change," <laughs> and, and and they can record you if you if you receive this message, say yes or no. Yeah. Now, no. now I know mm-hmm. why I keep, why I keep getting that that uh, automated message to my phone that says your electric bill could be higher because da 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 da. But it's an automatic robotic call, so mm-hmm. I hang up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is what we all, all most of us do. Everybody of does. Yeah. If you want to talk to me, put somebody live on the phone. I'm hanging up in your face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Nika? I'm going to pay dust to the cop car that almost hit me and Wes when we're like two seconds <laughs> away from being home. Oh, my God. They were coming out of the it, park right there on the corner on, on Wilmington. They were coming out the little, because you know they patrol the park at night yeah. sometimes. So they were coming out. And we were about to turn right there, and then they like zoomed, like they almost hit the fuck sure. out of us. They did. Sure. There really and is they no did. need to drive through that you, park at night. No, was, there's really no need to drive late. through, but they were know, there. Where were we coming? We were coming from somewhere. They just wanted to spin around on the grass. But I was like, yeah, I was, you know, I was, I was making my way to make my left turn on Wilmington to make that left turn on the Cash Den, and I was like, okay. When it's it, the area had been clear out of mm-hmm. nowhere, the cop car just comes zooming out the park, trying to get in front of me because they know I'm in the process of making yeah. my turn. And I'm mm-hmm. like, "Are you serious?" Mm-hmm. Like they almost hit us, and I was like, "Cops are the worst," and they'll be like, "Well, you're in my way." Right. Well, right. You, you technically, you know, I have the right of way. No, you don't. Right. You're coming out of a park. You're not making a right or a left. I have my straight. lights on. You're supposed to yield to me. He didn't have no light didn't on. No light he didn't have on. Oh, I'm nothing. sure, but that's what they would have said. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it was annoying. Yeah, I'm paying that desk too. <laughs> Come to two pay desks, okay? Uh-huh. Mm. Come on. Two. <laughs> <laughs> two. Uh, um, let's go into our shiny moment. Yay. Okay. Does anybody want to start? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <gasps> oh. My shiny moment. <laughs> okay, because we thought you, you don't have one. one. And you had nothing. <laughs> Right. My shiny mo- moment for the week was that I finally um, received the final draft of my logo being what? Something. Finished? Well, it was already, <laughs> what, what do you call it? So it is transparent. Mm-hmm. So oh, that it's transparent. So that's my shiny moment. Oh. Because Woo! now I can take that logo and have it put on anything and it's more professionally done. So I love I'm it. Beautiful. I'm happy about that. Come on now. Come on, logo. Exciting. Um... My shining moment is, um, I mean, I'm just like really excited for this show on Friday. Like, I'm so excited. This morning, Pumped. um, like I woke up early and we started like making the merch for the show. So please come out. I did not sit there and wrap lighters. I know that's right. For all that time for y'all to not come and get these lighters, I put blood, sweat, and tears into it. <laughs> Blood, sweat, tears, and time. Oh, mm-hmm. that time. You know how hard it is to try to take a sticker? 
with nails on a sticker with nails nails on and it's like this is like a really really nice like uv protected so it's a thick like Mm-hmm. really good sticker mm-hmm. you know how hard it is to try to like line that up wrap it all around a lighter and make it look neat that's light. right <laughs> make it look but beautiful hey that was my shiny moment yeah making uh-huh. merch and stuff for the show on friday come on yeah shiny moment my shining moment mm-hmm. um oh me and Wes went to downtown Disney. And oh. let me oh, yeah, tell they you. They went to Goofy's Kitchen. We did not go we to didn't Goofy's, go to Goofy's Kitchen. Kitchen. <laughs> you tried it. Y'all yeah, she tried that. It, it. Period. <laughs> but I let her know we was going. I was like, we're going to downtown Disney. She said, I'm going to class. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and we had this pasta. I had this pasta with this lovely pesto sauce. And there was shrimp in it. Mm, girl. Naples. So good. Naples. So good. Naples. Mm-hmm. Naples and downtown Disney. You mm-hmm. Go. And we had their 35, what is it called? Margarita Monday. Oh, There's like a place. D- don't remember what it's called. JV something bar. JV 35 something bar. margarita. No, no, no. It's a, a margarita. Yeah, but it yeah. has four drinks in it. It was That's not like a really big. I know. What is it was this big? It's, it's like death. adios. Uh huh. It was dead. It was huge. They had the vodka. They had the tequila. They had the lime. They had everything. They it had was, the tahini. It was a mm-hmm, listen. Nice. They had tahini around the room. Oh, it was mm-hmm. delicious. Is it weird for my shining moment to be? F- I got some tea no. for my family. Of course. Oh my god! <laughs> I totally that. I got some family tea. Oh my gosh! Shut up, girl. Really? Girl. We gonna have to tell you. Oh my gosh! <laughs> we found out. What's it? What? How you? Mm, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gonna, don't you can't I'm even just don't air even. out the tea. Uh, yeah. But you know. No way. No way. Okay, we we just gonna talk about. Yeah, that. we gonna talk about. Listen, even I know what that meant. Wow. But yeah, that's my shining moment. It was just I was like, ooh. <laughs> what? I mean, it was... It was Shine it was, bright like a diamond. It was. Oh, yes. Okay. Wow. Is that it? Everyone said their thing, huh? Yeah. Okay. We said it all. Well, before we get into this interview, we want to do a little getting to know you segment. Mm-hmm. So, like y'all have heard before, we have... What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I was singing getting to know you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you got to bring it on the mic, okay? We're going to sing it with you. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know. I don't know what In, comes after that part, though. Oh, <laughs> right. I just know getting to like you. So that's what oh, that's you I know. know it? Okay. That's it, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in this bowl, we have um, questions written on pieces of paper. And we're going to go into this bowl, grab out a random piece, read the question, and then answer it. Mm-hmm. Is it just one person per paper, I'm guessing? Or. Yeah. Well, we're going to ask them to you. So to take a paper and read the question? Well, yeah. Take a paper, read the question. We're getting to know you. Mm-hmm. Okay, the listeners know who we are. Wes, yeah. did you write the questions? I did. Okay. <laughs> I don't know this what that is one funny. says. How do you feel about dating apps? Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> Keep the one hundred. So, oh yeah. <laughs> um, I've tried the dating app before. I've tried two different ones, and it was the same niggas on one. It was on the other <laughs> one. <laughs> okay. I can honestly say I didn't have a bad experience necessarily. 
um, it was more of you have to really do approach it the right way. Mm-hmm. My thought process is, was um, I'm going to go on for 30 days. I'm paying this one fourteen ninety nine. That's it. Um, and I'm going to hit it every day for the first five days, five to seven days. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go on as many dates as possible. Okay. And it was summertime. You see that? Right. Yeah. A plan. A plan. It's, it's, out. Yeah. We're very meticulous <laughs> about things about. we do. <laughs> but we keep a lot of shenanigans out by doing that. So that was my plan. And what? And I was careful that I didn't waste time or spend time with people that I clearly was not connected with. Because if you didn't have the right look, I don't care what it sounds like. You didn't have the right, ju- don't judge me. You didn't have the right height. You weren't the right color. I'm crying. <laughs> you weren't the right color. Black men only, because if it's called black people meet, okay. clears get off the site. Yes. Clears. She, she call, she they're calls there. white people clears. Are they, yes. They're there. They're there. <laughs> Go away, clears. We don't want you. I'm crying. Okay? That's why it's called black <laughs> People, you know they're on the site for some kind of fetish. We come together. Well, you won't fetish with me, darling. (laughs) (laughs) So, you get rid of all the riffraff, Mm -hmm. and then you narrow it down. And then when you have conversations via via um, messaging, Mm -hmm. um, you can tell when they're dumb. So then you click Mm -hmm. off the people that are dumb, Mm -hmm. and it's so cool because you block, you nope block, (laughs) nope block, and that was just it. There was no recourse. Mm -hmm. So. They block. Blackiana. And then, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then I narrowed it down, and in 30 days, I probably went on 20 dates. Wow. And I probably had mm-hmm. 60 or 70 people <laughs> the audience that I shifted through. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The audience is and out of those active. 20 that I had dates with, like, I'm going to say, Seven to ten of them were good dates. Uh-huh. <laughs> Five of them, I'm still friends with today. Okay. Yep. Okay, that's good, though. So it can be good if you approach it the right way. You can't just go But if there. you talk to everybody that hits you up, you will never. I have a cousin that's on a date that's on multiple dating sites, and she, God bless her. <laughs> <laughs> she just, anybody. Talks she to just, anybody. Mm. Mm. You know, she has sex with everybody. She goes over their house. She tells them where she lives. And there's a way that you have to do it. Don't ever give them your address. Never meet them at your house. Always meet somewhere in public. Mm -hmm. Tell someone else where you're going. Mm -hmm. Take a picture of, take a screenshot of their um, pictures, of their profiles. Mm -hmm. And then send that to your friend that's going to know where you are so that you have backup okay always make sure that you are doing it being safe safe is always Mm -hmm. the best way to do it um and i think that it's something that you can do but if you if you don't approach it the right way you will just be lost in the sauce yeah Mm. Mm-hmm. I always tell people, I'm like, if I go missing and you can't find me, there are two people in this world who will know where I am, Renique and Ashe. Yes. I yeah. said, those two people will know exactly where I am. It don't matter. I don't have to say nothing to nobody else as long mm-hmm. if you want to find me. Especially Nika, because she has your location. Okay. Oh, yes. Listen. <laughs> I'm right down the street. If you want to find <laughs> uh-huh. me, hit them up. Yeah. If I'm not talking. They know why I'm not talking. They know what's going on. They know everything. Literally, when he went missing for a couple of days, I walked up to his, I wrote him a letter. Oh I gosh. walked up to his house and I dropped it in his mailbox. 
and waited until he got the mail. Okay. Because <laughs> I was and not I, and playing I with her. Like, girl, it's been rough. <laughs> mm-hmm. I need a woo saw yeah. moment. Right, a really Another question. Oh, so I'm pulling the question. Oh, you pulling? Oh, them. Yeah, this is they about you. Us. This is about not me. Okay. Oh, oh, what's my favorite book? Oh my God, anything that Eric Jerome Dickey writes. Anything he writes. Anything. Uh, Literally anything. The whole Midnight series, like Nook and my I have every book he's ever written except for all his, all of his erotic tales. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the day that I ever catch him at a book signing, which I've missed him twice, I've been out of, out of town when he's done it. Um, but if I ever catch him at Echelon books, books or somewhere, I will be there with all my books in the wagon, pulling them behind <laughs> me. <laughs> and I want them all signed. And I want a different something in each one. <laughs> Eric, I spent my money on your books, bruh. I'm your favorite <laughs> and your most loyal follower. So treat me right. Treat me treat right. Treat me right. Oh, okay. <laughs> more, more, more. Let's Give do. More. Let's do like two or three more. Mm-hmm. Tima. Do you have a dream job? Oh, did you have a dream job as a kid? If so, what was it? Okay, first of all. No job I have ever had has been a dream job when I worked for someone else. My mm-hmm. dream oh, job has period. ever always been when I've had my own business. Point oh, blank and right. period. I've had a babysitting service, a, a daycare service. It was balling, uh, balling, balling. Balling out of control. Yeah, Christmas Ooh, was lovely. Christmas and then I, and, and of course now the foundation yes. for the for the uh, for Anger Me Not, um, mm-hmm. and it is, yeah. I've I've been most prosperous. I've been most productive. I've been the most happiest. I've never I had a job. Right. I've never had a career other than what I've cr- created for myself. Mm-hmm. I've only ever had jobs outside of the create the cre- careers that I've set for myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Woo! Yay! Entrepreneur. Y'all nosy. Entrepreneur. <laughs> What's your favorite food? Seafood. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Come on. My very, 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 very favorite mm-hmm. would be crab, then lobster, yes. then shrimp. Yes. Mm. Scallops. And if it comes out the water, I eat it. I love it. <laughs> and what, what did you water have today? So men out there that are talking about, I'm in the shower right now, nigga, not you. <laughs> <laughs> not you. I'm in the shower right I'm now. I'm talking about seafood talk right now. Because <laughs> if you coming out of the shower smelling like seafood, we already have a problem. <laughs> There's something okay. else going on. There's something right. else is going on. Something ain't right. Something ain't right. <laughs> in the words of some more. Right. Something in the water. Right. <laughs> Something's in the water. Mm. Okay, yeah. one more. Yeah, one yes. more. Mm-hmm. Oh. Get something good. Which one's that right. one? Right. Uh, or do you want to pick a different one? Or is that one cool? No, this is cool. Name okay. your top three favorite movies. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> She said, I'm ready. We are. <laughs> Love Jones. <laughs> that is her favorite. I know movie. every word. If I just hear the music, I can tell you what's on the screen, there what were, they're wearing. There were times. Everything. I literally have watched that movie about a thousand and fifty times. Yeah. Like, no. There lie. were times in my childhood when that movie was on like three times in one day. Oh, my goodness. So. <sighs> I remember running into you guys at that event. Then I ran into you guys at the at the oh, Love yeah, Jones, Jones event. Uh huh. Yeah. At the Love, Love Jones, Jones event. event, I was like, 
What y'all doing here? My wonderful children brought me to the the live (laughs) screening of Love Jones. We had a chance to meet the people on the panel and Mm -hmm. all the people that that were in the show and the directors and writers. She almost got us kicked out. (gasps) Because she wasn't supposed to be filming and she was in there with her phone like trying to keep it low. And they came by like, ma'am, excuse me. um." Then I turned it back on. Because I'm defiant. You can't tell me what to do. So Love Jones absolutely is number one. Oh my God! So Claudine number two. Okay. Claudine number three. Now if you said top five, I can get them in there. But top three, and I'll tell you a quick story if I can about Diane Carroll. Oh yes, please. Diane Carroll um, came to my school when I was like twelve, eleven or twelve years old. She came to our school and she spoke. And um, Diane Carroll was the person that taught me how beautiful black women are in Mm. our own skins, how our complexions were special and how we were, we are the indigenous people. I wasn't taught taught that by my mother or by my family members. She taught me that. And it was that day that I realized that I'm beautiful and not, I don't have to have blue eyes and blonde hair to be beautiful Mm -hmm. and it was her who taught me that and when I saw her in the different movies that she was in and her TV show Julia and things Mm -hmm. like that um, I'm I'm 37 but um, yeah so (laughs) when I saw those things so when she passed recently it really hit home for me because I was like there's certain people that we've lost in you know that to me like family, you know, yes. Vandross, yes. Joe Levert, you know, certain people, Prince, oh, you yes, know. Prince. So I, I think Claudine would be number two. Number three would be, it's a toss up between Ooh. The Wiz Get that frying pan going. and Purple Rain. Okay. Okay. Um, you love the Wiz. You can't, you can't choose between the two. Yeah. yeah it's a, it's two. a toss. Just... And you know, I know every word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm one of those people that watched, if I liked something, I watched it at 11,000 times. Okay. <laughs> I'd be in there singing. I'm, uh, listen, I have a whole microphone in my room. I don't play. Listen, I need yes. to give you one of those things, Yes, too. with the speaker. I want to get one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Get you, you one. one of those? Trouble. It'll give you life. A mess. A it problem. will give you life. I need one. One of the portable ones. Oh, my God. Around. If you get one of those, we're going to watch Dreamgirls and have a ball. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it should be a thing. Too, but it's not one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Top, top three. That was hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. we got it in. All right. Wow. <laughs> Are you ready for this interview to start? I'm ready. Yay. Okay. So today we are here oh. with Paulette Hastings mm-hmm. of Anger Me Not, a foundation that supports. Those individuals that are going through or have gone through in the past of domestic violence relationships and ways to help and support them throughout their path. Mm -hmm. Okay. First question for you. Okay. What is Anger Me Not? I know I just gave a little small little tidbit, but, you know, go more into depth of, like, you know, when it started, uh, your mission, your goals, anything like that. Okay. So this started in 2009, actually, and it didn't come into fruition and where I was had become a counselor until 2014. Mm-hmm. And Anger Me Not Counseling Services, Education and Support Groups, what we do is we support through 
um, through different types of services like one-on-one counseling. Um, we help them with their escape plan. We teach them about different uh, tools and techniques to use to be able to um, identify the domestic violence prior to it becoming an explosive situation. Uh, we teach them ways to get out of the situation. We walk them through processes and we and we teach we show them how to and support them through the filing of paperwork through the court systems to get um, restraining orders. We work with them when they have open DCFS cases where their children have been removed from the home because they were privy to the domestic violence happening. And we assist them in reobtaining or reunification of the family um, once the kids have been removed. Um, the courts usually will give a 52-week program where you have to go through anger management classes as well as domestic violence classes. And we provide those services. Um, we have a every first and third Saturday of the month at Dollar Hyde in the city of Compton. We provide uh, free classes for you to take that are court, that cover the court mandated required classes. Um, we provide certification that you complete the classes. Um, we can certify people to become counselors, but you have to go through a vetting program. You have to go through fingerprinting and DOJ um, background um, to become uh, counselors um, but we can go we have those programs and they are done quarterly every three months uh, we have uh, it's a 40-hour course w along with 120 hours of internship that are doing oh. that are done through mm -hmm. domestic through anger me not um, we provide services like and referrals to housing um, food banks um, psychiatrists we, uh, we help them get onto Medi-Cal if they don't have Medi-Cal. There's a lot of services that we provide. Um, and in the future, we're hoping to have our own uh, safe house that mm -hmm. would house that would women and children loved. coming out of that situation. Uh, and just to clarify this, men are also part mm -hmm. of this cycle of domestic violence. However, they don't always report it because they feel it's mm -hmm. less, like it demasculates mm -hmm. them, exactly. So it, the numbers that we have are really the, the statistical rapes or numbers are coming from women that are reporting mm -hmm. it, not so much the men. Mm. Mm. Okay. So, why did you start Anger Me Not? I started Anger Me Not because I'm a survivor of domestic violence. And um, it was, it's like something doesn't become a passion to your heart until you experience it. Like mm. breast cancer, that's my best friend to best my best best friend of 31 years to breast cancer a year, a little over a year ago, year and a half ago, and um, so that's another passion of mine. And because mm. domestic violence and breast cancer share the same month, it allows me to mm. kind of do two in one, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's why I became it became a passion of mine because it's my personal experiences. So I can be transparent when I'm meeting with my clients. I can be transparent when I'm meeting with people and because I've gone through the process, I know what it takes to get out. Um, and because um, I was a foster parent, I know that side of DCFS to help them to ensure them to, them to, to get their kids back. Mm -hmm. Right. So I never had the experience of losing my kids to DCFS, mm -hmm. but I had, the, I, ha I had the experience of having kids that were in foster care because of it 
mm-hmm. of the domestic mm-hmm. violence. Can you um, just give a little explanation of exactly what domestic violence is? Like, Are there different types, different forms of it? Just so everyone can know. Sure, there are different types and different forms of domestic violence. It can be verbal, it can be mental, it can be physical, it can be emotional. Um, there's a lot of different ways. It can be just in, in the person controlling, uh, because that's what it is. It's really more about them controlling your mind. Um, and I know this sounds weird, but molestation is a lot like um molestation is a lot like domestic violence because Mm -hmm. the person gets in your head and Mm -hmm. when a person gets in your head about what you can and can't do and who you are and who you're not who you can become and all those things it you you systematically kind of restrict yourself from things and you become like their puppet you do Mm -hmm. I, i have a client that i used to see without saying names but i have a client i used to see that her abuse was so deep that her husband would come home from work and she'd have his dinner ready and at literally at 6:45 she'd get up from wherever she was and she'd just go in the room and sit on the edge of the bed and she would wait because she knew that he was going to drink and when he drinks he would be he would get belligerent and he would mm-hmm. get violent and he would beat her no reason no cause it could be did you just breathe and he would mm-hmm. whip her from up one side down the other mm-hmm. but she was so programmed by the abuse for so long that she um that she would actually go and prepare for it Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. it was the norm yeah yeah like it was supposed to be normal yeah yeah Mm, i wanted to ask you why do you think discussing domestic violence is such a taboo topic and has been a taboo topic especially like you know in the black community it goes right up there with mental illness it's like Mm -hmm. we may say something you might hear a sly comment but you don't like, you know, with, with mental illness, we do the same thing where we don't really say anything. We don't want to deal with it. Domestic violence, put it under the rug. You know, it's like, a, I don't, I don't want to say anything. I don't know. Should I talk about it? Should I not talk about it? It's just such a taboo topic. But we're so quick to talk about other issues pressing. Like, you know, people that, quote, unquote, think that are pressing issues, which are. But it's like, this is too. But no mm-hmm. one wants to open up and say anything. And it's so hard, especially whenever it's like you're growing up and you're kind of raised to be like, yeah. I see something happening, but we don't we don't really discuss that. We don't mm-hmm. really talk about that. Uh, it's just such a taboo topic. Why do you think that is? And do you feel like with that being a taboo, does social media open up like a window for people to kind of sort of have a discussion that they probably can't have at home or with someone in the family? Like, you know, they're like, okay, well, I don't feel comfortable here. Now I have different outlets like Twitter or whatever it be, like where they're just finding people who – who identify with me because it can be hard that's a good question um the first part of your question meaning about it being taboo it's just what we do in the black community this is way before your generation Mm -hmm. came about you know what happens in this house stays in this house Mm -hmm. that's an old decrepit (laughs) fucked up Mm -hmm. ass thing to tell your child Mm -hmm. because you make them afraid to talk Yes. Mm -hmm. Let me give you some clarity on that. Um, Most people that are abusers were abused or witnessed the abuse as a child themselves. Mm -hmm. So they came from that environment or they were molested because they they work hand in hand Mm -hmm. and or they were molesters. Mm -hmm. 
when they were younger. Mm-hmm. All right. So the reason why it is such a taboo is because just like in the black community, we say, you know, snitches get stitches. That's some bullshit. If you hurt my family member, I'm telling <laughs> who it is. Mm-hmm. I don't care who you are. I'm about to don't six, wanna, you don't want me to tell, <laughs> don't let me know that it's you. And don't do it. <laughs> and I'm going to let you know that I'm telling that it's you. Straight up. <laughs> so listen, I've, I've learned, because I've learned as an adult, that it doesn't, you don't, you're not saving the family by not saying something. Mm-hmm. You're harming them, and you are it's perpetuating the right. cycle of pain, of, of distrust, of you know, not not being able to let someone get close to you, you know, mm-hmm. and you are perpetuating that in your kids because you did it and your grandmother told you that doesn't mm-hmm. mean it's right. I mean, some things we need to change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some things don't need to stay the same. They need to change. And so <clears throat> we have um, the situation in the black community where it's a don't ask, don't tell. It's just like, well, my son or my daughter is gay, but we're not going to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, we have that in our family. Like, mm-hmm. real talk. Mm-hmm. Like, it depends on who you're talking about. If you're talking about the right one, it's this, it's that, it's this, it's that. Mm-hmm. If you're talking about the wrong one, oh, don't, don't, mm-hmm. don't talk yeah. about that. Mm-hmm. Don't mention it. Don't act like you don't see it in front of your face. It's not to be talked about. Mm-hmm. It's swept under the carpet. And then you become an adult with a lot of social issues. You, have a, you become an, an adult with a lot of mental issues. You can't open up in relationships. You have issues of trust. And when you can't trust a person, you can't open up to them, it's going to be a problem in the relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that person needs you to be open and honest and believe and trust in them that you trust them enough with your heart. But you have this wall that's built up around you that you don't allow people to get inside of because YouTube is trying to protect it. Mm-hmm. And you're taught that when you're very young. Do I think social media has an outlet? Not really. Because people are disingenuous mm-hmm. and they are cowards behind the keyboards mm-hmm. and they will say anything. We'll be in a group chat to my, with people at my, at, I'm okay. We'll be in a group. I won't say that. <laughs> right. People, but we'll, we'll, we'll be in a group chat and someone will say, my dad is not doing well. Can you pray for him? And they'll just start chiming in. I'm praying for him. And they never, ever, ever put a prayer in. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Now, you can't stop for a second and pray for somebody. It's a problem. Now, you telling me if you can't pray for me, but you're going to empathize and sympathize with the fact that I'm going through domestic violence, the devil is a lie. No, you're not. You just want to know my business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you want to spread it. Yeah. And then you want to throw it back in my face when it's appropriate for you. Mm-hmm. And those are the things that keep you yeah. quiet. You, they they use it against you, mm-hmm. you know. I have the, I you already have the gun, but I own the bullets. And then when I open up and tell you, I've now given you everything you need to kill me. Mm-hmm. And socially, people do that. They will rip you apart. Mm-hmm. You know, you're stupid. If it, and they always tell you, you're yeah. stupid for staying. If I was mm-hmm. you, they I did. would be gone. And ain't no way in the world I would do such and such and such and such and such. And ain't nobody talking about you right now. This is me. Mm-hmm. And what your end is may not be my end. Right. And your your I'm done 
it's not my I'm done. Mm-hmm. And yeah. every day is not a bad day. That's how that's how it lasts like it lasts. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because it's good days, it's a bad day, it's good months, it's good years. Mm-hmm. So that's, sorry to cut you off, but I think that's the part people often forget. Is mm-hmm. it not just it's not, oh, we met today and the the violence started right today when you could be like girl if day one it was like that why are you still there boy day one it was like that why are you still there kind of thing which is still wrong yeah but i'm just saying it's not that it starts in the beginning right you know obviously you know they start off and they're they're really sweet and kind yeah and then eventually it you know it comes out and it's not you know like she said sometimes months go by Right. And nothing happens. And you think, oh, it was just that one time, maybe. Or, right. You yeah. want to believe that. You yeah, want yeah. to believe yeah, cause it it's comes just the in, one time. It's in spurts. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. oh, it happened then, but right. it hasn't happened in a while. So, you know what I mean? People just forget yeah, about that That was just part. a bad day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there, yeah. there are different levels. You to start to rationalize it. Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. you do. Because your, your your feelings and your emotions are in it. And if, you, if yep. they're really in it, it's not water. You can't just turn it off. Mm-hmm. Right. And then are you living with that person? Can you financially stand on your own two feet? Mm-hmm. Do you have children mm-hmm. together? You know, what, just how intricate is your life with that person? Mm-hmm. So sometimes people stay for a lot of different reasons. You know, um, when, <laughs> when, 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 how I, some of it is not, it's not always um, physical. Sometimes of it is just, it's intrusive in your life. Like we were broken up. And he broke into my house several different times and bugged my house. This and is bugged true story. My like true story. Real this is talk. True story. Real talk. <laughs> yeah. I was on the phone with my mom having a whole conversation and I hung her up and the phone rang back. And it was my mother saying, girl, the whole conversation that we just had just played back to me. And I was like, what old lady? You're crazy. <laughs> So she's like, no, nah, nigga. She's like, no, she's like, no, nah, nigga. I'm telling you, I am not crazy. I know what I just heard. Right. And the whole thing, and she said, it's on the other line. She clicked the other line. It was still going. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if the person had oh called my. in to check the tape or what. Baby, we was up in, the, I had my, my niece up in the attic of the house following a wire that went from my attic in the house all mm-hmm. the way through to the garage Jeez. to a phone thing that was, con- a whole nother line oh that my was God. put what in. What kind of time? Listen. I mean, hey, <laughs> that's what we all wanted. Listen. <laughs> when did this happen? Was it in steps? When we found it all, we were like, you know, so, so, <laughs> I mean, the but, time. Like, how much time do you have? Yeah. This and is it, premeditated, it was, and it was no, it has And then it's, when it's like out. that, it's hard to pinpoint, like, at what point, what day where. were we gone for that amount of time when this could have been. And it's like, you know. Baby, you that even, wire you was tucked like the phone company came and put it. You hear me? Tucked and stapled in, uh, nice and neat. <laughs> oh, I said, what in the hell? Ooh, crazy. Crazy, oh, brand new comforter on my bed. He breaks into my window. My neighbors watch this dude go into my window. Steps, he steps in the mud, and then goes through my window. Steps on my brand new comforter. Mm-hmm. Goes in my back. Steps on, and my carpet was black in my house. Mm-hmm. So yes. he leaves mud on my on my brand new comforter. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and then he walks mud on my clean carpet, 
to my bathroom, pees in the toilet, and like he always does, he always flushes before he's done peeing. So when he finishes peeing, there's still urine in the t- in the commode. Oh my god! Oh my goodness! And my neighbors know what's going on, and watch him. And the police, mm-hmm. you call the police to your house. The police say, "Well, we came, <laughs> and he's not here. He's gone, so we can't. Right. So there's nothing we could do. If he comes back, call us again." And I go, "So you know, tell me what you want me to do. Should I invite him in for coffee until you finally get your ass here, or what do we do?" Mm-hmm. I purchased a gun, registered it. My house was red flagged. To the point where helicopters would be dispatched when I called the police. Mm. They was coming that quick. Oh, they was ready. No, oh, yeah. baby, he ready. would park down the street around the corner. He was like Spider-Man. <laughs> Honestly. Right. He was like Spider-Man and, and Clark Kent. I can't. <laughs> At the same time. <laughs> we um, laugh because it's funny now, but yeah. at the time, I was like, what in the fuck? You know? <laughs> my, my best friend said, you shouldn't have put him on put it on him like that. <laughs> she always clown me. And I said, bitch, I hope you die. It's always done. <laughs> I said, always she know. She's laughing right now, knowing. And and um, so I told the police, I said, listen, whatever part of him is inside the window, is that my part? Do I own that part? Because I'm putting bullets in whatever part is inside the window. Whatever when oh you get here, God. you can get the carcasses the on rats. the outside uh-huh. of the window. Right. But it was it was. I mean, I've come out of work till he was underneath my car. Mm-mm. Like, can you imagine going to your car and putting the get ready to put the key in and it's <laughs> excuse me, froze out. Who has time to get under a car like that? The fuck is wrong with you? Like for real? <laughs> Oh my God. I went to my friend's house. I'm laughing because it's light, but I'm just saying, this is just how deep this stuff can get. Like, mm-hmm. I went to my friend's house one time. I helped him open his tow truck company. These are all true stories. I can't make this shit up. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> I go over his house and I'm about to leave. And so he was like, it's, he's six five. He's a, he's a tall he's man. big guy. He's mm-hmm. big and tall. And we go back to like 1997 when he first got out of jail mm-hmm. and I helped him open up a tow company. I did all the paperwork stuff for him. So we real, real cool. We real tight. So I went over to help him with some paperwork and I was coming out. He was leaving and I was going out the gate and I looked and I thought I saw something, but I wasn't 100 percent sure. And I stopped and I, and I start backing up. He said, what are you? What's wrong with you? He said, what's wrong with you? And I said, something is under my I'm thinking it's a dog or something. Mm-hmm. I said, something is either. Under my car, by my car, he said, bring your scary ass in here. <laughs> so I walked back in the gate. And as soon as I, he, so he, he walks out his gate, he goes, whatever the fuck it is or whoever it is, I'm going to get my gun. You better be gone. When he said that, the, the, the person popped up and took off running like Spider-Man. I'm telling you, <laughs> can't, he must have spun the web and moved real quick because he was gone. Oh, he wasn't God. even on the block anymore. I got home and he beat me home. Mm. And was but the at, running? And was at home hey. in uh, the bed, <laughs> sitting on the edge of the bed like he had been there all the time. And I was like, You've got to be kidding me. Mm. You gotta be kidding me. This this guy is cuckoo for cocoa puffs. He had bugged that house as I think back. Because and it was we never used to go in the living room, you know how black people are. 
So we didn't go in the living room. Mm-hmm. And it was underneath the, 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 the couch in the living room. Mm-hmm. The, this recording, it was like a, that you just push the button and let it. I know, it's like, what kind of tape recorder? Listen, mm-hmm. I think he worked for the FBI, CIA, KGB, something. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's, 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 that's the depths that it can go to mm-hmm. a lot of times. So domestic violence can really be um, something bad. A person, the uh, the abuser, the ab- abusee, the person that's being abused, will statistically leave seven to ten times before they either kill their abuser, finally leave and stay gone, or the abuser kills them. Mm. So there's not a lot of variables mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's that's... That's kind of one of the big things, and a lot of people stay because they can't afford to be on their own. They can't move out. They can't financially handle their what you know going out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's. <laughs> I'm still right. stuck on the fact that he beat you home. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, he beat me home. He beat you home. Yeah, yeah, he's oh was, and no, not a not a beat of sweat. The man never <laughs> okay. sweat. I swear the man it, never no, sweat. No, really didn't. Honestly. No, the man did not sweat. Very, oh, very interesting. <laughs> All right. Next question. Can you share some of the stigma attached to domestic violence? You're stupid. You're dumb. You're weak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would never. Mm. If I were you. We that have been me out of kick. If I were you. <laughs> if I were you. Mm-hmm. You don't know what I've done, but mm-hmm. you're going to tell me I, I would. If I were right. you. But you ain't well, never been in the situation. It's not you, so. We don't really give a fuck what you have to say about what you would do. You not me. You not right. me. You not. Mm. And then it's like, um, you got to watch out for those people who make it about them. Like anytime yes. you go to them to tell them something, mm. they always like to, because they just want to hear what you have to say. Mm-hmm. But then in turn, they'll give you like, oh my goodness, I cannot believe that happened, girl. See, when, whenever it comes to me and like, how I dealt with things, you know, I also went through a little, a little something like that too. Mm-hmm. And then like, they want to start talking about their story. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm here to speak to you for you to be a friend to me, for me to confide in you. Um, sometimes I may not want to hear, Yeah. you know, I may, I just want to be, I'm not li- coming I, to you for advice. Exactly. Right. I just want you, you know? to be there and listen so that you know mm-hmm. what's going on and be like, you know right. what, you know, I'm, I'm rocking with you. I'm by your side through it. If you need some, call me. They just want to hear, they don't want to hear the, oh, well, if I were you or, oh, I was in something similar. Or, oh, try to connect dots that mm-hmm. don't really have any right. connections. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah. where did this come from? <laughs> Do you know that statistically right now, the numbers are the highest in the gay community? Mm. I work with this organization that's called Paz Life, mm-hmm. P-O-S Life, and they're located up in the Hollywood area, and we do, I uh, do seminars with them all the time, mm-hmm. and I go in and speak to them about domestic violence and relationships, um, because they're so volatile. Mm-hmm. They're so... I know. Yeah, they are. <laughs> they're like, they're know, really growing now, and now that mm-hmm. marriage has come into play, a lot of them are married couples. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then because they are living Even positive. Even more complicated. Yeah, they're living <laughs> positive life and then their, their, their status is positive. Mm-hmm. Um, or now they'll say, they'll say that they're not detectable with, you know, non-detectable. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll, they have, a, there's a lot of violence because they don't share their status and then that creates the violence. Mm-hmm. They um, are bisexual and they're dealing with both sides. Mm. And when the person of, that they're dealing with fi- finds that out, it be- it becomes very violent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but a lot of times now, as of late, um, the the numbers are rising more in the gay community than anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And it's actually lower. And as low as it's been now, 
is as low as it's ever been in the black mm -hmm. community. One of the um one of the one of my last research projects while I was in college was doing research on domestic violence within um the gay community, specifically people of color within the gay community, mm -hmm. and seeing the ties between their upbringing and mm -hmm. um, how their life was affected then and how it carries over See? into them feeling as if, Oof. you know, you like you, you people are in situations where they leave home and they have no one and they have no family to call on and they have mm -hmm. that one person mm -hmm. who they were, however it had been for two, three, four, five years, who they consider family, who they love deeply, who they care for deeply who has always been there for them and then all of a sudden whatever how much time has passed all of a sudden they're becoming different they may act volatile towards them they may mm -hmm. hit them they may emotionally like you know take advantage of them mm. and at the end of the day it's like well i just got back on a track of at least having that one person here for me mm -hmm. right. i can't let that go right i'm right. gonna make yeah. it work and that's just what we're gonna have to deal and with you hope that it won't happen mm -hmm. again that the violent part won't happen again mm -hmm. it's really hard yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, just to kind of, I guess, go more into depth with the conversation about, like, you know, um, the stigmas and everything surrounded with domestic violence. Um, just why do you think it is that so many people, uh, like, downplay domestic violence, especially more so when it comes to the emotional uh, violence? aspect of it like why do you think that is because it it it, t it teeters on the topic that's that's taboo which is mental health mm -hmm. mental health in the black community we don't and we're seeing on television all the time about people who are affected by mental health and what their actions can lead to um and it's unfortunate that it's unfortunate that people are still afraid to talk about domestic violence or talk about things that can help them because it at some point is going to come out. Mm -hmm. It's going to come out in the way you raise your children. Mm. It's going to come as a kid. I was molested as a child. Mm. So I was overprotected of my daughters to say, no, the buck's going to stop with me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I took the same stance when it came to domestic violence. But I can tell you that the inability to be able to talk as a child during that process, a part of that that I never dealt with is what. Like the emotion side. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's what took place with the domestic violence that mm -hmm. did not, that also made me finally get to, first of all, it caused it. That's first. Mm. Secondly, it um, it gave me the I'll kill first mentality. Mm -hmm. And then it was uh, if anyone ever touches your kids, they're dead. Like everybody knows I'm stupid when it comes to my kids. So <laughs> <laughs> like this for real. Yeah. Real, real talk. Like I have no sense whatsoever. And I'm good with that. <laughs> so um, I'm good with it. You should be good with it. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think that that's why. I think it's because um, when you start to talk about mental health, like you said, it's taboo. We just, mm -hmm. we don't, we don't want to receive it. We don't want to say that we need to sit down and talk to somebody. It does not mean that you're crazy because you go to counseling. It mm -hmm. means you have enough sense to say, listen, Something's I at wrong. least need to yes. talk to someone about this. I encourage my clients to write. 
I give them journals to write in. And there's a process of when we're first starting our, our one-on-one counseling, and I tell them that don't think, just write. Mm-hmm. And don't worry about if it's the right spelling, if it's missing words. Don't worry about punctuation because it's not for me to look at or anybody else. It's mm-hmm. just for you to read over. So mm-hmm. then you can read over that. And when you're done with it, if you don't have somewhere that is, I mean, safe as putting it in Jesus' hands, mm-hmm. I want you to t- read it over, tear it out, rip it up, burn it up, put it in the trash can, whatever yes. that you do. Something about when you see, and you mentioned this, yeah. there is a pro, and mm-hmm. I, I teach this to my clients too. The process of watching it burn and the smoke come up from that mm-hmm. is a release of all of what you just, it's like an altar. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's like, like letting all the negative energy that you just put onto that paper, it just, it's gone. Like, and mm-hmm. not be judged just. at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not how you feel, not what you think, not that's still bothering you. Mm-hmm. I'm, you're not over that yet. No, right. bitch, I'm not over that. I'm still <laughs> writing it down because okay. it's still bothering me. Right. And you lucky I'm writing it and not whooping your ass. So <laughs> with my journal, this, let me burn this. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's a process. Um, but at the end of the day, it, it, it's something that people don't do mm-hmm. and they should. Mm-hmm. Can you share like some of the forms or, or signs or... I don't know how to explain it, but yeah. ways of mental abuse, like just how does it happen? What does it look like? Mm. Kind of thing. Okay. Because I mean, I, I, I totally get what you're saying about how, you know, that's the whole oh mental health and we don't want to mm. talk about that. Mm-hmm. It's taboo. And people and also, um, sorry. Um, right. Also, it's because you can't see it as well right. and people think love you can't if it's, especially if, if it's something it's not you tangible can't see, right. people feel like well then you can really just leave right. or mm-hmm. because people want go. to come to the rescue whenever it's like if you call them and you're like yeah. I'm being hit by somebody and they're mm-hmm. beating my yeah. ass they want to like, be I'm the hero right now right. Mm-hmm. and if you call them and you say emotionally they are toying with everything every last mm-hmm. fiber and being of my brain like i don't know how to think some days i'm happy some days i'm sad i don't mm-hmm. know what to get from them and it's mm-hmm. like they're they're gaslighting me one moment mm-hmm. next moment i feel like everything's okay and everything's good it's just like i don't know how to move in my own space yeah. and i feel trapped mm-hmm. and they're like okay girl well you know or okay man you know like um i d- all i can say is you know Here's what I would do. Okay. Right. Right. And it's like okay, right. listen, I, I'm not, I'm not here for that, but mm-hmm. I'm, I want you to take it just as seriously as you would if I told mm-hmm. you that somebody was physically beating my ass. Mm-hmm. So some of the things that you see is, um, again, one other thing that comes into play with domestic violence is suicide. Mm-hmm. And so you see how everything like is. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. You know, mental health, suicide, domestic violence. You know, the physical part, wounds heal. You know, mm-hmm. wounds heal, but the emotional scars are the ones that stay for a long time that you mm-hmm. have to process and and deal with and file them away in a healthy way. Um, so you see things like people, you know, losing weight quickly, mm-hmm. gaining weight, sleeping excessively, um, mm-hmm. not enjoying the things that they used to enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. Um, again, this is this all these things sound like suicide because it's very familiar. It's very similar. So it's um, a process of, um, you know, they, 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 they're, they're not as talkative. Mm-hmm. They don't um, 
have a lot of conversation about a lot of things that normally they're they're talkative type of people mm-hmm. and they are um the kind of people that um you notice the body language gets tight mm-hmm. arms folding legs cross body mm-hmm. turned to the side mm-hmm. when that person enters the room yeah when it's a bad time um when uh, uh very short patience um nervous and jittery because they think that they're going to say something wrong or mm-hmm. do something wrong that's going to cause the violence to kick up. Right. So they yeah. think if I stay quiet, right. you know. Yeah. Here. I think that's very interesting that through mental abuse, it comes out of that person that's getting abused in physical ways. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you said, they turn to the side, they get jittery, they're, you know, they might be like looking around to see like right. like Lack when, of when eye their partner contact. is coming mm-hmm. back mm-hmm. or right. you know and you can tell something like triggers them if it's like simply as like mm-hmm. if, if you might be at a party or something and someone right. slams the door they like yeah mm-hmm. right you know they 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 yeah. jerk, you okay so oh yeah I'm good I'm good it's nothing sounds. but it's like they don't they yeah. don't like you know you're not mm-hmm. registering you're like oh okay they just were spooked but it's like that may be something if you're supposed to be if you're supposed to be um. Um, if they're supposed to be home by a certain time, but the people that they're riding with are not ready to go, and they're in a panic. Yes, mm-hmm. I got, I gotta go. I, I got, gotta, I, right. go. I gotta get home. I, I gotta, gotta get, home. get home, and it becomes a. You don't understand. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. when it's when you when they start saying you don't understand, it's because they have not shared with you mm-hmm. any of what they're going through, and you really right. don't understand because you haven't been privy to the information. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Some of the numbers, if I can give out a number for domestic violence, the national hotline number is 1-800-799-7233. Again, that number for the international hotline number for domestic violence is 800-799-7233. And my number two, Anger Me Not Counseling Services, if you're looking for services through us, is area code 310 five nine six five zero five six and i guess i can give you the suicide hotline number just in case too and we'll repeat these numbers some down the line so mm-hmm. you guys yep. can get yeah. them mm-hmm. it's one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five eight hundred two seven three eight two five five We are, yeah, I was like, we got through the signs. That was, that was my next question about asking about subtle signs. So you got that <laughs> down. Okay. I should. Oops. <laughs> so if you come in the house with his boxing gloves on, just know you finna go a couple rounds. Okay. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, Nika, you can okay. go. What should you do if you notice some of these signs with friends, family, coworkers, et cetera? Is it? Is it best to bring up the decision to them or is it okay to like to ask them like straight up what's going on? Yeah, what's going on? Cuz that's crossing a boundary that they probably don't want to they probably don't want to get into it, but maybe they want somebody to mm-hmm. just ask them one time if they're okay or ask them one time mm-hmm. what's going on so that they can tell them and have basically a safe person that they can go to basically. Mm-hmm. Okay, so one of the first things that we do when you come into counseling 
is we create a safety plan and escape plan. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the safety plan, it, it, it's we sit you down, and you close your eyes, and we need you to envision envision your apartment, your home. Mm-hmm. You need to identify every door, every window, every where is it safe in your house? Mm-hmm. Where can you store a weapon in your home? Um, where can you have a spare cell phone? There are companies, if you come through uh, Anger Me Not, we have um, a way that we can help you get telephones now that you can have that the abuser would not know about. So mm-hmm. that telephone needs to stay charged, and maybe you need to put that phone outside of your house because you need to get out of the house. Mm-hmm. Um, it needs to be in the bathroom underneath the cotton balls or somewhere if you can get into the bathroom. Mm-hmm. So based on what your plan of your home is, what the safest route is for for you to go to, it's always better to be proactive rather than reactive because when yeah. you are in that violent situation and it's physical, mm-hmm. you may not have time to get to think about it. You don't have time to think. You have to yeah. re- you have to, you have to move. And know what your plan is. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of times what gets you out. The other thing is uh, the exit plan. or um, uh, And that is when you let your job, your church, your a close friend, a family member, you know, the kids, the kids' school, mm-hmm. um, wherever that you frequent, they should know that you have a restraining order in place for this person. Mm-hmm. And he's not to be 100 yards close to you within any distance yes mm-hmm. now people break restraining orders all the time it's unfortunate mm-hmm. but they do because what but they gonna do it ain't a right as beep. long as yeah. i don't it's get not, caught while i'm a, there yeah mm-hmm. it's, not, it's not like an anklet or something that beeps so you know they you exactly know, mm-hmm. yeah exactly <laughs> so we teach you ways to you know just your school the kids need to know you need to let people know because and that's another thing that pushes you to get out when people start knowing it's like it, it empowers you mm-hmm. because now it's not just me mm-hmm. that knows you're doing this. It's a bunch of people that know you're doing this. Mm-hmm. And no, you can't go to the school and pick up Tommy from school because the school knows that Tommy is not to be released to you. Mm-hmm. So it's important that you really cross your T's and dot your I's when it comes when you have children. Um, mm-hmm. I sent my kids to my mom's house when it was really getting crazy. And I said, okay, somebody's going to die. So we gonna. I've already determined that it won't be me. So we're gonna <laughs> right. send them. We're gonna send them somewhere safe and sound because she lives so far away. It was like yeah. if you drive that far, and then I, I I started letting family members know, you know. Um, and it was it it was. Everyone has their own, their own final line in the sand. Mm-hmm. Their own final line in the sand. Um, and so yeah, so you do the escape plan. You do a safety plan. And in reference to should you talk to them about it, that is a touchy subject. Yeah. Because people don't want you to tell them what you see in them that they've been thinking, that they've been hiding all Mm -hmm. this time. Right. Mm -hmm. So they're like, what do you mean? And they're going to go immediately into denial. Yeah. So it might be better to text them the phone number to anger me not to the 800 number for domestic violence to uh, leave a flyer, to talk indirectly about it, meaning I have a friend. I'm not going to tell you what their name is because you know them. Mm -hmm. But 
I want to talk to her because I know she's going through a lot right now with mm-hmm. this guy she's with. Do you think I should talk to her when really you're talking about the person you're talking to? Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of giving them the opportunity to say yes or no, yay or nay. And she's going to tell you how to approach her because mm-hmm. she's going to say, if it was me, because that's what that, yeah. they always do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If it was me, I wouldn't say anything. And then you can say, well, do you think I should maybe just leave her the information or I should just tell the talk to the guy or tell her parent, tell one of her children, mm. you know, what do you think I should do? Because I'm really concerned in such a way on such a level that I don't want to leave it. Nothing done. I don't want her to be on the news. Mm-hmm. Right. right. And she's a friend of both of ours. So. I'm not even going to tell you who it is because if I told you who it was, you would be in the same position I'm in. Like, what do you do? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. um, and if she's open to it, then go ahead and give her the couple numbers that she can call. But don't go to her if you don't have a plan. Mm-hmm. Don't go to her saying, well, if it was me, what I would do, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Go to All her right. saying, listen, I know you're going through something. Here, I don't know what to do, but here, call this number. Mm-hmm. Call three ten eight, you know five nine six five zero five six. They're they're good people. They can talk to you. They can help you. Mm-hmm. And then let it go. If she wants to reach out to you, then it's up to her. And that's the biggest lesson: people yes. knowing to not pry right. because they feel so entitled because that's their friend. They they've been friends since mm-hmm. college or since high school, and you know that's like family to me. And they mm-hmm. feel this like innate feeling of like I'm so entitled to how you're feeling, your time, your energy, how it's being spent, what's going on with you, because y'all talk about everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But there's that one thing that y'all don't talk about that you kind of know what's going on. Right. Mm-hmm. And those are the friends that want to be like, what's right. really going on? Come on, like, tell me. And like they're prying and the prying doesn't like, it's help. me. You know, like it doesn't <laughs> help. You know, you realize I'm here for you. It's just what someone needs. And they'll come to you. Trust they, they will. will come to you in their own time. But yes. you can't mm-hmm. force anyone right. to mm-hmm. just be ready to up and tell you something and you can't talk them into anything. You know, I, they had to be ready. Mm-hmm. I do the counseling from my church and I have 47 clients through my church. Mm. And when there, when someone is referred to me, whether it's through the pastor or someone else, um, I, um, initially the first thing that I tell them is once we start talking, it's had nothing to do with the church, mm-hmm. nothing to do with the person that sent you to me. Our, our, our conversations are confidential, and I make sure that I let them know that I'm not going to call you. You need to call me. Mm-hmm. Because when a person is not ready, then you are wasting your time. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that you can do. You have, they have to be ready. And then I have to say, if it's 12 o'clock at night and you are ready, call me. Mm-hmm. I go to bed late. I'm up early. Mm-hmm. Call me. But it will have to be you that costs because if you, if I'm chasing you saying, oh, pastor gave me your name and said you're going through something. And I call you 15, 15 times. And I'm now annoying you. I'm one more person that, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you don't want to admit to what's, what's going on yeah. right. to someone or else may- or yourself. Or maybe like your partner is like, who keeps calling you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that can cause a problem. Yeah. That's why domestic violence sites, websites have a button that lets oh, you yeah, do a the quick, quick yeah. escape. Quick escape yeah. And then you can't, you can't go through the cookies and find it or the browser and find it. Uh-huh. That's why. Because they mm-hmm. walk in and just hit a button and come up off that site. Because if the person that's doing the abuse sees that and like, are you trying to empower yourself? Mm-hmm. Are you trying to leave me? You know, mm-hmm. that's a whole nother, yeah, mm-hmm. it's another problem. Mm. 
Um, so I know you kind of spoke in like little stories about what's happened mm -hmm. to you, but I don't know if you would mind like a more detailed, not necessarily detailed, but I mean like what you went through, like, like how it started, how you got out, you okay. know, if you had your own escape plan, exit plan, like, you know, just like what it was like yeah if you had an angry me not for you right i was yeah. my, mm -hmm. i was my own angry me right. not. Mm -hmm. yeah i was i was my own angry me not how it started was um I, rem I remember the very first time it wasn't it was him cheating for the umpteenth time and uh me not wanting him to use my car Mm -hmm. it, it was the very first time so and it was sorry. a push and shove type of thing and I was like what what yeah what? so I was pushing shoving back and then it was a no you're not taking my car mm -hmm. so you're gonna go hold hold out this car when you're going so <laughs> yeah. ain't gonna be no ho-ho in my Honda <laughs> <laughs> So, this is not the ho ho Honda, exactly. So, uh, and that was the first time this was a kind of a push and shove thing. And then it was, um, and then I found out that he had one time he used my car, he'd had a key made to my car. Um. And so, I, I came out to go to work, and he had never come back that night. And my car wasn't there. And I re reported my car is lost or stolen. Mm -hmm. And I was like, when well, the car's paid off. So. Right. <laughs> I know ain't nobody coming. Right. Me. I know ain't nobody repossessed. My car. Somebody had to have stolen so, it. Ain't no broken glass. Right. I'm like, I'm like, there are no signs <laughs> of I any lived, breaking. Like where I lived at, it was like a, 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 a duplex in the front. Parking, a duplex, a single house, and then my house, mm -hmm. all on this one piece of land, and I I parked I parked in the garage. I mean, in the front of my garage that particular night, and I was like, I'll be ready to go to work in the morning. My car is gone. Mm -hmm. So my mind says, <laughs> Well, you know, if he's not here and your car ain't here, ain't no glass broken. <laughs> Right. Two and two equals right. four. Uh -huh. <laughs> so I'm like, I immediately start because at this time it's paging. Come on, I'm paging. dating myself <laughs> with right. the with the nine one one. I'm finna page him with the nine. I hit him with the nine one one like fifteen times. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The page is going off the deep, the deep, the deep, the deep, right? <laughs> and he rose. I'm late for work. I got to call my job. I used to work at Del Carmen's Communications. Um. Call my job. I'm running late. I got to tell my job that I'm running late. My boss is super duper cool. He ain't tripping. He's like, well, get here. I don't live far from work from mm -hmm. where I lived at. And he comes pulling up like, you know, he didn't have breakfast somewhere. Oh. In <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like, He's hey. dressed. Ready. Hey. Right. In, okay, in last up. night's clothes. Ooh. Okay. From the club. Woo. Like, two-piece on in your, in, your, in your dress shoes. Oh. Oh. Plus two plus two equals four, but they be trying to make it equal eight. Okay. Mm -hmm. Plus two <laughs> is four all day long. It's four. It's four. Four. Four, four, four. Mm -hmm. And he came in. It was all, like, very nonchalant. Like, As if And I said, you really... Was going in my car all night. Got me late from work. You a piece of work. Like, where did you get my key? I can't get into this with him right now. I need to get to work. Then it's the, oh, I'm about to go such and such and. 
What? Huh? Wait, what? You doing what? Studio you uh, uh, radio uh, ra- uh, radio world. I'm leaning back like what the fuck. So <laughs> I was like, <laughs> and then it was an arguing thing, and my friend Candy came out and was like, "Uh, this what we not gonna do." <laughs> so she goes in the house. She gets her gun. Oh, and it's a standoff. <laughs> not. And so she's like, "You're not oh, leaving wow, in the car." I'm like, "You're not leaving in my car." Right. He's like, yes, I am. No, you not. <laughs> we look, we standing there like facing this way. And he's standing to the right of me. So when I look over at him at the end of the driveway is the girl in the car that <gasps> followed him back to my Stop house. Oh. The lost puppy. My goodness. Uh, so my. now see principal kicks in. Now I need to uh-huh. whip. Now you already know B. So now you a part of this whole thing mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. So I hit him. Candy goes down the driveway. Mm-hmm. We're tussling. And uh, the girl sees her running down the driveway with the gun in her hand. She, ah! all you hear is the, the wheel screeching. She pulls off. Mm-hmm. Then Candy comes back. It's me, Candy, and him. We're fighting. And. Candy, I guess her mind clicks that I got the gun. Why am I tussling? So she <laughs> so she cocks it. it. Right. <laughs> she cocks it and everything stops. Mm-hmm. And we stand there looking like, and I'm like, I can't be- I can't believe this is like this is this is, is this a movie? Mm-hmm. Like we have said on this podcast before, if men have nothing else, oh, they, they have, have the, the audacity. Audacity. The audacity. <laughs> <laughs> and they're gonna run so, with that audacity. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so clearly he didn't take the car that day. <laughs> and I'm assuming she came back and got him. I'm sure he called or texted her or whatever. Um, and yeah, and, and that was that was the first time. And I was like, really kind of like in the fog of disbelief. Like, did this just happen? Mm-hmm. Like, are you kidding me? Behind my car, when you have a car of your own, you got two. You got a truck and a car. Oh, wait. Mm. Okay. I didn't even know that was a... Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. But mine is newer. Mine is cuter. Okay, mine is Okay, so pimped. you can pick up oh, a... Okay. So okay. you want to ride in mine. Uh-huh, you want to be... So you want to pimp and be show fly. in mine. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Well, I'll drop you off to work. In my own shit? <laughs> <laughs> Wait now, I ain't that crazy. Uh-huh. So no, 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 not at all. <laughs> not at all. Mm. So he had he had gotten another key to my car made. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That was the first time, and and emotionally, it was like I I just I kept saying I can't believe this, mm-hmm. I can't believe this, I can't believe nah nah. You then, should. Then There's I said, so well, and then I was saying, mm-hmm. then I was saying I hit him first, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like because I was like the the mitigated go- the, what? Like <laughs> no, I just I got like my hands were hot. Mm-hmm. I was so mad, mm-hmm. and. I was like, I'm not gonna let you make, I'm not gonna let you make me angry. It's always said, I'm not, I'm not gonna let you make me angry. That's where the title of the company came from, Anger Me Not. Anger Me Not. And um, it was just like that. So that was the first time. Like, mm-hmm. and then it happened again for a long time after that. And the next time it happened, I was we lived in we lived in West Covina, and he snatched. I came in. I, was, from, I don't think I was there then. You weren't born yet. I was actually pregnant with her at oh, the yeah. time it happened. And and he, we were arguing again about this not coming home thing and the 
all the, the, the all this disrespectful stuff that he was doing and he I was reading the newspaper the something that was in the news I was the clippings or something I was mm-hmm. in the newspaper. Mm-hmm. Oh, I knew I was doing you know how the newspaper had the little sketch thing that you can sketch? Yeah. Yes. I do those all the time. She does. And She's I so had good. those and so I was doing one and he snatched snatched it out from in front of me because I wasn't giving him the energy he wanted. Mm-hmm. So he snatched it from me and he snatched it. It it went across my cornea and it it scraped it cut my cornea. Oof. And I had to go to the doctor, I had a patch on my eye and my best friend had taken me to the doctor and mm. um it, yeah, that was the second time. Mm. And then I was like, Okay, it was an accident. It's been years. Right. It's you still know. didn't kick in. Yeah. No, it was No, I wasn't receiving happening. that I was in, that I had allowed myself to be in that position because that's what you say. You say, you know, I have allowed myself to be in this position. How did I get here? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How did I how did I get here and not notice it? How do you you know, I watched my 600 pound life all the time. I'd be like, "There's wait, 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 just a minute. You didn't wake up and was 600 pounds. How did you let it get this? Uh, you got to 250. Then you just say, you know what? Something. I better put this Twinkie down. <laughs> <laughs> At 2:45, you know, 5:4, 2:45, yeah. you, you put the sandwich down mm-hmm. and eat some carrots. Right. But yeah, yeah, it's like so that you, same thing. You don't notice energy. what's yeah. going on. That same energy. And then you get so far along, and it's like, it's wait like, a minute, wait, how did yeah. I get here? Uh-huh. Let me look at the road that I took, uh-huh. and right, what mm-hmm. path did I take? How do we it, get like hoarders? Same new. I don't know. Uh, yeah, why. and I'm fascinated by movie by uh, by shows like that. Mm-hmm. Hoarders in my 600 pound life, and and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Because it it's it's because I understand how the person's mindset. And how trauma can happen in your life mm-hmm. yeah. that puts you in those situations. Mm-hmm. Like you lost someone very close to you, um, and so I was in that depressive state like that. And when uh, my oldest daughter's dad got killed, um, and I lost everything, mm-hmm. everything because mm-hmm. I couldn't function. I could not function, and so uh, it Here put come. this person comes along. Yeah, like and this person comes along because that's when he came into my life, and he was I already knew him. He was a, well, I wouldn't even say a friend, just someone that I knew I was acquainted with. Mm-hmm. And here he comes, this person, and he's very persistent. I'm here for you, I'm here for you, I'm here for you, I'm here for you. And what should have stayed a friendship transitioned into a relationship and it probably never should have. Mm-hmm. You know, but mm-hmm. if it had not vulnerable, had her. So I yeah. would have well, be no TBU. Would be no friendship. Right. So with all that said and done, I'm good. We we frenchy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we frenchy. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, when would you say like you noticed like okay, this isn't just oh just this one time I just this um, is this I gotta is get pattern. the fuck ASAP, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. And when did when did you realize like you know it's what time to go. it's time to go? Myself. When the song was playing, it's yeah, time it's to time go. But get uh, up, 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 <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for real though. Was when we moved back to L.A. Oh, okay. When we, when we moved back to L.A. And we found the first tape recorder. And yeah. I said, this mm-hmm. motherfucker's crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we out. And then he ended up, because he didn't initially come to the other house with us. He didn't initially so, come to the Compton house. He, yeah. didn't use, he didn't initially come there. And when, when I moved out of L.A. to West Covina, he didn't initially come there either. Mm-hmm. I put him out. Because it was never the situation where I couldn't take care of me and us. It was a situation where he came into what I already had established. I already mm. had a home. Mm-hmm. already had cars. already had, 
You okay, know. men be homeless. <laughs> they do. Yeah. Just thinking about couch to sleep on, and then that oh, couch turns into a room, and the room turns sir. into the bed, and then the bed turns into a whole union. And you're like, what, <laughs> what? Right. in the world has happened? How really? Happened? No, that's how not. In the world? Nothing in your kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> in your grits. San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> they know how to move on in now, don't they? Mm-hmm. This, is, this is true. And my, have the audacity. The audacity. <laughs> First they said, let me just keep my toothbrush, and now they got. <laughs> where can I put my flat screen? Right, at? where can I put my flat? Where can I set up my fish tank? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's my super suit? <laughs> you done moved the whole super suit in here. Right. Dang, got a whole agency. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he was connecting his children with 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 my daughter at the time. So mm-hmm. it was it was like he was <clears throat> trying to create this Make family. This t- yeah. Mm-hmm. And. You know, and because that was something that I've always desired, I think I was wishful and hopeful mm-hmm. that that was going to be a good thing and that it was, right. you know, going to change and all that type of stuff. And it did not. <laughs> <laughs> it, it did, did not. not. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what was the process like for you leaving and like ex- like completely exiting that um dynamic that whole thing came to a head when um it was the summer of five for you or six something like that and um i got an alarm system put on the house and because this is all of me preparing mm-hmm. for we all i knew how to dial 911 yes. very early i mm-hmm. taught her very early how to dial 911 and it was like what if say. this baby calls yeah. here again we're going to send you a bill <laughs> stop That's having right. her call us <laughs> and breathing <laughs> No talk and breathing That's the t- she she's knew. telling you the truth i actually got a bill <laughs> Like, she said, do, do, do. I know. <laughs> Hello? We're a little Moses sandals on. <laughs> little chunklas? Or chunklas. Uh, oh, uh, my God. <laughs> I got a bill for uh, $75. <laughs> I did. I sure. <laughs> but I knew how to do it, though. Yes, right. Yes, you did. <laughs> But you're happy I did it. Oh, <laughs> listen. I'm crazy. We were t- I had to teach them that the safe space was the bathroom mm-hmm. because in the hallway because it had no windows mm-hmm. and a ceramic tub because they, our area started was trying to get turned up. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when we knew it was time to move out of that place. But uh, back to your question was um, how I knew it was the summer of like five or six for you. And I had, I had reached my point. I literally had reached my point where everything was i had knives hid in different places around the house i had purchased a gun and registered it so that it would be legal when i killed the motherfucker mm-hmm. <laughs> and then i was not playing i promise you the joke was over mm-hmm. it was seriously over i'd had enough and it and you know what's crazy it wasn't even physical then it wasn't i was just done and mm-hmm. was like get out how much time do you need sit down let's talk mm-hmm. how much time do you need to get your shit together, to get mm-hmm. out of my shit mm-hmm. and keep it pushing. Oh, I'm not leaving. Wait, well, slow down, slow down, pimping. Cause you're leaving. <laughs> One way or the other. <laughs> Cause I got some numbers I can call. Mm-hmm. Everybody I know ain't saved. Oh, hallelujah. Won't he do it? <laughs> <laughs> Won't he? So 
I put my phone calls <laughs> in to my friends that were not the necessarily the people you want to fuck with. <laughs> and um, cause specifically the one, my friend Big D, uh, Aunt D was waiting on the opportunity to, to do a rain dance in his ass anyway. <laughs> so he was like, "Just make the call." Oh, I'm right, ready. just yeah. ooh, I'm ready. Finger just sitting on ready. Got all the numbers except the last one. Just hold mm-hmm. your finger on the last number. <laughs> just wait. And um, it was so it was that it was that summer, and then I just decided. So I had an alarm system put in the house. I told the neighbors mm-hmm. um, because he wasn't supposed to be that close. It was hundred, but that hundred yards was right in because the, they had a pool table in their garage and they used to play pool a lot in the garage all the time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he was so blatantly disrespectful with everything that he would be right over there knowing he wasn't supposed to be mm-hmm. at the house and they would watch him come and nope. so he would break the window or break into the window mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, literally from coming across the street from the neighbor's house mm-hmm. so this particular time I had the police were involved because the house was red flagged um, I had purchased a gun and had registered it. Um, I had weapons stashed, knives, butcher knives stashed around the house. Mm-hmm. Um, I had told the kids how to use the alarm code. I changed the passcode on it because he knew the old passcode. Mm-hmm. So I changed it. That's when I started using that popcorn one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, or cotton candy, whatever we use at the time. Oh, one of those. Yeah. And then um, I changed the passcode so that when, because he, he would, they would call when the alarm would go off and say, your area is so-and-so and is going off, but you're not, you got to, uh-huh. so they'll call you. Mm-hmm. And then I would say, no, there's no one in that area. There shouldn't be no one there. And they go, and they would call. And he would answer the phone and be like, everything's good. Everything's right. He would give them the passcode. Mm. So they would be like, oh, okay, they wouldn't dispatch anyone. Yep. So I changed it. Mm. And I put little lock things on the windows and sticks in the windows. Mm-hmm. And I was preparing. And um, I sent the girls to my mom's house. And it was on and cracking. And he had come <laughs> to the house. And... He gave me the dog that I had. I had a Rottweiler, Duke. Mm-hmm. And he gave me him as a puppy, so the dog knew him. Mm-hmm. So the dog was, I took the dog to training classes, and he was a phenomenal guard dog yeah. and a great family pet mm-hmm. um, to the day he died. And oh. he um, would, the, the garage was detached from the house, and it had a side entrance. Mm-hmm. But because the dog knew him, the dog wouldn't bark. Mm-hmm. Mm. So he would go through the gate or over the gate, over the fence or wall or whatever. And he'd put the dog in the garage mm. so the dog wouldn't bark. Mm. But because the dog was still here and keep him out there, he would be wrestling and in the garage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But because the garage is detached from the house, I can't, can't hear, hear it. it. Mm. But the garage okay. is next to my room where it was. Mm-hmm. So I, even if I hear something, I don't know that, it, that the dog is in the garage. I think it's the dog outside because mm-hmm. he would get after cats and whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so this particular day, he put the dog in the garage. And then because you could see him, I'm look, going around, look out each window and you can see him and uh, he's untwisting the light bulbs. There's one at the front of the door and one by my door and one on the mm-hmm. side by the 
the door the, that leads uh, from the from yeah. the garage, the, from I mean, the house to the side of the garage. Ooh. Oh, he, he, knew he was not to, playing. He knew how to wrangle so, his so, way so in. So he was an F. Come on, came word of the day. C I A. He knew how to wrangle. Yes, he did. He had a rope. He wanted to be a cowboy. Oh, yes. And so he was untwisting the lights so that you couldn't see, and it's dark now. So he came in through her bedroom window. Which is on the, it was on the back side of the house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. From where I, from my but, room is. Yeah. So, so our, our t- rooms are on totally opposite sides Yeah, because my room was on this side of the house and their rooms were on the other side of the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he came in through her bedroom window and he ended up breaking the, uh, the window. And when I heard someone inside the house, the, well, the alarm went off because the window. Yeah. The so mm-hmm. the alarm went off and, um, but the box, there was two control boxes, one in my closet and one by their rooms. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so he was putting the code in. I could hear the ding, 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 Oh, ding, my ding, goodness. But I'd already, clo- I'd already changed the code. Yeah. Mm. So he wasn't going off. So he's thinking he's doing it wrong. So he kept trying to re-enter it. But when you keep doing that, yep. you set it where it, it, just, it goes into a default system where it won't let you put a code in, mm-hmm. yeah. right or wrong, because it's like you're trying to tamper with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when... He says, so I hear him call my name saying, turn the alarm off. And I grab the gun and I go out the house. I run to my neighbor's house across the street and I'm banging on their door telling me, and he's running literally coming behind me. Oh my goodness. So I say to him, I have a gun. I'm going to shoot you. Whether it kills you or wounds you, up to you. (laughs) It's up to you. you. Make a decision. Yeah. Your call. Make your choice. Mm -hmm. So he stops like in the middle of the street. And he goes, he's like, like taunting me and saying things like, get back in his house. Da, 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 da. Why are you over there? Why are you acting like something's wrong? You know everything is cool. No, she's all right. I don't know why she's doing this. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. So the lady Rose is mm-hmm. saying, no, just stay in here. It's okay. Just come on and stay. Now, mind you, they crackheads. Oh. They, 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 they smokers. Mm-hmm. But yeah. <laughs> she has enough sense to say something's must be really wrong in this situation Something's because mm-hmm. yeah yeah this, so this she she's because i don't the the gun. Alarm off and mm-hmm. he can't disarm, disarm it the alarm company sends the police department mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so they call my phone i don't answer because i don't have it it's in the house mm-hmm. i run without the phone this is why it's important to have a phone outside your house mm-hmm. so when they call his phone he gives them the password but it's the wrong password. Yep. Mm-hmm. So they keep him on the phone until the police come. And that was when he finally got arrested. Okay. That was when it was, that was it. That was when it happened. And I was like, good, you going to jail. He kept, he just kept saying, I'll be back. I'll be back. I'll be back. I packed up his stuff that night. I called his mom and I said, listen, mm. I don't know where you going to put this. But tomorrow morning, I'll be over there with a truck full of stuff to bring you his stuff. Mm-hmm. And she was mean to me and rude to me. And her, mm-hmm. her, his brothers were not supportive of me. Um, his sister at the time didn't live there. And one of the brothers didn't live there. But they were like, no, 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 right. no, no, that, no, no, that, no. That's my brother. I know no, 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 He's no, not no, like that. That's he's still going to be your brother, but he like won't that. be living at this restaurant. Okay. Listen, he's going to be right over there. He's going to be living with you. Great. I packed up everything from a razor to a toothbrush. <laughs> And put took it to his mother's house and left it there. Mm-hmm. And um, he was like, "Why are you taking my stuff to my mama's house?" I had to put a. Um, 
get a restriction put on my phone that I can only make calls going out other than the numbers that I gave them to put in. Mm -hmm. And there was, I forget what you called it, but it was something that they put on my phone. And they could call, my mother could call, my sister could call, and my best friend. Like, literally, that was it. Mm -hmm. And my job, that Mm -hmm. was it. And I had to tell my employer how bad it had gotten Mm -hmm. so that in case he came down there, Mm -hmm. they would be like, oh, she on break after. Right. Right, Right. exactly. Mm -hmm. I switched cars with my best friend. So she was driving my car. I was driving her car mm. because he has still had that key. And yeah. I, needed, I, needed, that I needed that key. Mm-hmm. That I needed to get that key re- mm-hmm. recut. So mm-hmm. I had to get a new ignition put in it. I remember that. I still had that bill to this day. Mm. It was $261 for the key to be cut. Oh mm. mm-hmm. I still have it. It's a, it's a gentle reminder of what you're not going to ever let happen again. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. So that that's that's kind of like what your mi- what my mindset was at the mm-hmm. time was like, what in the hell? It's a fight or flight. Yeah, yeah. it's that that yeah. that that emotion is real. Mm-hmm. That emotion is real. Fight or flight, you know, um, because you don't know what's going to happen, but you do know that something must happen. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. To start to wrap this, this is such a good interview. Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. Yeah. oh my god, <laughs> I got stories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, going back to your foundation, you know, mm-hmm. anger me not, anger me not. You are now a nonprofit. I am a nonprofit, and I am looking for sponsors and funding right now. Okay. Time. Let it go now. What like what are your next steps and like your hopes for Angry Me Not in the future? My my immediate Oh, goal, we going global. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that part <laughs> like for real. Dream I want head. to, you got to. like mm-hmm. my long term goal mm-hmm. is to travel and talk about domestic violence globally. Mm-hmm. where I can go and set up different branches of Anger Me Not in different states and countries mm-hmm. other than just here in California. I had the wonderful, phenomenal pleasure of meeting, um, oh my God, her name escapes me. She has a, she has a domestic violence um, uh, foundation and I met her when I went to London. She was oh, being wow. honored by the queen and it was given the key to the city. Wow. wow. And I can't remember her name. I should have brought the car with me. Oh, my God. So I, I was in tears that day just knowing that I'd met someone that had gone through what I'd gone through. And her foundation is where I hope to see mine go to one day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, I would like to be able to to do that. I want to I would love to see my my um, company get a contract with LAUSD. Mm. Um specifically so that we can go into the schools and counsel young girls about domestic violence and their relationships because it starts young. It starts young. It starts young because they're either seeing it at home or in their relationships themselves. They're experiencing it. And so I want to get to them while they're still young. Mm -hmm. And a short-term goal that I really want, I want to skip over the donors and I want to go straight to sponsors. Mm -hmm. I want some people, I want the NFL the NBA, come on. Um, the MBA, um, I want MBA, MBA. You mean Na- NHL? No, the national, the baseball people. That's oh, major baseball league. NBA, mm. NBL. 
NBA? N- N- no, that's the. That's that is not the MLB. It's, it's, MLB. It's, it's, MLB. MLB. There MLB. We go. Yeah, the MLB. Major League Baseball. Major League yes. I knew MLB. I knew it was. I'm like, it's one of the letters of the alphabet. I want the ABC. It's Absidy. 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 Yeah, I would love to see them. Uh, every organization because it's so prominent right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would love to be able to be the company that's that is on the ground floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because we now have the Raiders and the Chargers here in California. Mm. Oh, yeah. I'm not Raiders and Chargers, I'm sorry. The, the Chargers Rams. and the Rams. Yeah. I'm sorry, LA. The Chargers <laughs> and the Rams so here matter. in LA. They uh, that we have them. Um, <laughs> I would love to get a sit down with the organization top people where I would provide mm-hmm. the counseling services to prevent domestic violence from happening, to teach them methods and tools to prevent it so it doesn't happen rather than wait for it to happen and be reactive. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I know that we're supposed to start off with sponsor, with donors and people to donate money, but I want them to donate. I want people to be sponsors. Mm-hmm. I want the Magic Johnsons and the Johnson and Johnsons and the and the Tyler Perrys and the Oprah Winfrey's oh, to, yes. to and that's when that's what I'm sending my letters out to mm. to become sponsors of ours so that it be, it can be something that we can really affect America on and we can get these houses to house women that are coming out of these relationships mm-hmm. right and we can uh, give the men the courage to speak out because men are just not speaking out mm-hmm. and it's happening big time oh yeah so Chris. If they're beating you, oh. <laughs> I mean Wes. No one, no. Sorry, Wes. No one's putting. Mm. Listen, no one. <laughs> no one. <laughs> That's the problem. No me. one's doing it. Though. No one is putting their hands on me. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I have my unit on deck. Okay. Yes. Set. Okay, I know who to call. Uh, Ghostbusters. Pistol grip. Yes. Pistol grip. Pump Nigga on my busters. lap at all times. <laughs> <laughs> really though. Pump, pump, pump. <laughs> Well, is there anything you want to add on I mean, for the listeners? I mean, it's such wonderful. Again, yeah. the number to contact me at yes. Anger Me Not Counseling Services, Education and Support Groups. 310-596-5056. Trey, what? And those, the, the, eight, the national hotline number for domestic violence is one 800 Seven nine nine seven two three three. Eight hundred seven nine nine seven two three three. And suicide hotline is eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. Give them the angry me not number one more time. Angry me not number is area code three one zero five nine six five zero. Five six. Yeah. Nice. And I know you wanted to um you know, we did some talking, but I know oh, you yes. wanted to speak about your best friend because also is a breast, breast cancer, cancer awareness, awareness month, month. as well as mess friends. Okay, I'll make month. it short. Well, okay, it's your world. So it's domestic <laughs> violence and breast cancer awareness month, and so uh, my best friend Patricia and Christopher Bar- Barbara Christopher Martin, uh, she passed on. Uh, July the 9th, 2018, of triple negative uh, breast cancer. Triple negative breast cancer is a form of very aggressive breast cancer that it tricks you, it psychs you out. It makes you think that it's gone after you've gone through mastectomies yep. mm. and chemo and radiation 
and medical medicine therapies that they give you. And then you'll do all your testing and it says there's nothing that's there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it metastasizes somewhere else. Mm. Metastasize meaning that it adheres itself to another another part of your body. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, the second place it goes to, and this is where it went to with her, was it was uh, on the stem of her cranium, of mm-hmm. her brain. And so um, they removed the, the mass there. They said that what she told us that she would have six months if they didn't remove it and longer if she did, but she was lying. <laughs> and um, <laughs> she's lying. Um, but um, so her birthday was July the 5th and she passed July the 9th of 2018 Mm -hmm. and so um it is my hopes and wishes and dreams that i can enforce to everybody to you know men and women to uh get your yearly checks if you have a history of breast or of cancer of any sort in your home Mm -hmm. even though you're not you know 40 or 35 or whatever that they want you to get it at Get your breast, do your exams. Ladies, after your menstrual cycles, do your exam. Put your arm above your head with your hand flat behind your head, laying flat on your back or standing or sitting, doesn't matter. Take your, your three fingers and in a circular motion, touch and feel and rub all the way around your breast. If you feel a knot under your lymph nodes, under your arm area or anywhere else, contact your doctor. Always better safe than sorry. Mm-hmm. It was actually my best friend's boyfriend that found it, so... Kudos to right. foreplay. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Uh, well. Kudos to well. foreplay. Well. Well. Kudos to foreplay. Yeah. So. <laughs> so. Yeah. So it went from her her breast to her uh, to her brain to her lungs, and she um, she passed. Um, and we had a lot of conversations about you know when she passed, and if this was one of the last ones we had that she talked about with me that I, it sticks in my head is, you know, she said, you know, Paulette, I had brought her, um, she was a minister, by the way. Mm-hmm. And I had brought her, uh, it was first Sunday, and I brought her yeah. communion. I had it blessed at church and brought it to her. And that was when I first learned, too, that it doesn't have to be a, a minister. You can. He gave me the passage to read, and you can bless it yourself, he said. Mm-hmm. and give it someone a communion. So anyway, um so I took it to her and she was like, you know, if this is what it if this is what God says it has it's going it has to be, then this is what it has to be and we have to be okay mm-hmm. with that. And I was like, yeah, you right. know, I don't think it's going to be this but, you know, not today, you mm-hmm. know. Right. But and and that was the Sunday before she passed. So mm-hmm. um um I'm just happy that and where I find comfort at now that it took me a minute to get here, but where I find comfort at is that uh, she left me with so many gems, mm-hmm. so many things like don't say, because I used to say how I wasted time with my ex that was in that situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she told me, don't say that you wasted time because every day that God gives you is a blessing. Mm-hmm. You can have better used your time or done better things with it, but it's never it's wasted waste, time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and every time I time. slip and say it, or I hear someone else say it, I tell them what she told me. Mm-hmm. So whenever you talk about people that have already passed on, it's a way to remember them, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah. keep them alive in your spirit and your stuff and everything. And I, I have two goddaughters. I mean, I'm sorry. I have a goddaughter and a godson from her. And then my goddaughter has three daughters. So 
triple negative. If it runs or you find out that someone in your family has it, you need to be tested. Every female in your home, I mean, in your family needs to be tested because if one person had it, it's laying dormant in someone else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you have to be tested. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, you know, all those that are still fighting the fight, you guys stay with it. Keep your head up. Mm-hmm. And those who have le- gone on before you, remember them, talk about them, honor them. Don't get no tattoos because <laughs> that's not how you honor do somebody. Do something honor them great. on your car. Yeah. Oh, okay. Do something the great. Car like, ones are the, the car ones, ones that are the ones. Me. It's like. Yeah. Be a part why? of a breast walk, uh, <laughs> a, a cancer walk. Mm-hmm. Be, you know, uh, raise some funds. And, and this is what I told to someone. Was it you, Ajay, I was talking to you about it? Yes. Okay. I mean. Frenchie. All <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Listen, all the names the, is in this that episode. Part. Right. <laughs> okay. So I've been had. You've been had. <laughs> <laughs> so I was talking to Frenchie about this, that a great way to honor some, someone for Breast Cancer Awareness Month, uh, because someone near and dear and true to her heart, their loved one passed from breast cancer. Mm-hmm. So rather than say, I'm going to raise some money and ask for funds for you know, not to throw her out here under the bus, but a big company like a Susan G. Coleman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who you, we all some funny know stuff some, with that some funny things yeah, going, on with, that. going on with that. Mm-hmm. So pick some, you know, everybody knows someone. If you don't know someone that's been affected by cancer, you know someone that knows someone that is mm-hmm. or was. Yeah. So yes. gather those funds up together and give it to the family. And if the person is still here, give them a day of pampering, mm-hmm. you know, Acknowledge them on the day that they woke up today and give them that day of, you know, give the money to the family. If Mm -hmm. the um, person has passed on and they had children, um, take the children and give the money to the children for for them to have a day of remembrance for their mother Mm -hmm. or their father or whoever that passed, aunt or grandmother, whoever that it was. Um, So then you don't feel like you're, because sometimes when corporations can be too big, and I hope to never be so big that I'm not relatable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I hope mm-hmm. to never be that huge. I, I hope to never be so big that I can't, you can't reach out to me yeah, as the founder. Yeah, you're not accessible. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I know that it won't be easy and that maybe I won't answer the phone when you call me, but I'm going to get back to you within a timely manner, yeah. you know, because mm-hmm. you matter. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be the person that has this big right, you gotta work nonprofit. Through. 10 different channels just yeah, to get to the person. Exactly. Right. Like, I expect that when I contact Oprah that she hits me back. Mm-hmm. Like, real talk, Oprah, mm-hmm. you are not that busy, girl. <laughs> you are chilling. Gail, you are not that busy. Hey, have Stepman call me. I don't really, I don't, <laughs> okay, I don't, we I know, know he's busy. I know he right. ain't doing shit. I know <laughs> Stepman. Stepman just came out with a book not too long ago. He on a book tour. See? See, the, Was it about Oprah's cornbread? <laughs> Oh, about her cornbread? Yeah. Corn I want to be Oprah's pocketbook. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> My mother used to call your, your vagina a pocketbook. Oh, oh, oh yes, my God. Gosh. Oh, Lord. Because it's rich. Oh, clearly. Uh, clearly. <laughs> Oprah okay. is wealthy. wealthy. <laughs> cornbread? I don't know. For Oprah, Oprah, I might switch sides for about a, <laughs> day, about a day and a half. Yeah, Oprah, a you can get it. Oprah said, I got my gift. Oprah, you can't okay, listen. Oh. <laughs> Oprah said, oh. I got my gift. I'll take Gail. Look at this. Okay. Take one for the gift. A throuple? You can't spell <laughs> Gail without, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, on that note. Oh. Why oh. <laughs> don't you tell them where to find us? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> 
You can follow um find huh? us on Fool's Corner. <laughs> 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 oh. And Crackhead Lane. Mm-hmm. Um, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at TBU Podcast. Send us an email about today's episode. Any other information that you would like to know about Anchor Me Not. We will get you in contact with this wonderful woman right here Yay. so that anything that, you know, any extra information that you want to know or you want to start counseling or you m- may know someone who's looking for counseling, just let us know in an email and we will let her know and y'all can get in contact with each other. So you can send that email to um, the Black Umbrella PC at gmail.com mm-hmm. and... Yeah, don't forget to uh, like subscribe and follow us on all like your podcasting things. Platforms, okay. We yes. are on Stitcher. We are okay. And um, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcast. And more to come, okay. And more to come. And like I said, this season is coming to an end. So <gasps> send us in lovely, lovely things that you want to say, what you like, what you didn't like, all the type of stuff, so we can put it on the finale. And that's out. Yes. Yay. Thank you for Thank coming. You for yeah. Thank, Thank you. you for Thank coming. you for having me. This is so great. It was I know amazing. it was amazing. We'll hear. Well, y'all will hear from us next week. Okay. Oh yeah. Yes. Back with the mess. Ooh. And not just with the mess. <laughs> okay. Mm. <laughs> well, okie dokie. Bye guys. Bye. Bye. See you next week.